Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're going to talk about how to deal with disappointment when you're losing weight because you're going to be disappointed sometimes. It's just guaranteed. Your brain works faster than your body does, right? Your mind's expecting way faster results than your body can achieve. So how do you deal with that right from the beginning? It's really important that you think about this because if you don't, most likely what's going to happen is you'll be on track and then all of a sudden something's going to happen. You're going to feel disappointed and you're all of a sudden not going to be doing anything to lose weight. Um, if you look back at your past experience, this is probably what's happened. So the first thing in dealing with disappointment is really how we're approaching this whole process. If you make your weight loss only about weight loss, you're almost guaranteed to be disappointed extremely because again, your weight just can't move as fast as your, as your brain wants you to move. And you're just going to, you're going to be thinking I'm two, three pounds a week, <laughs> whether you realize that or not, you'll be thinking two, three pounds a week. And when the results show up being one pound a week, you're going to feel like, oh, it's not working. So we don't want to make weight loss the main thing. I know that sounds strange. We want to intentionally make becoming the better version of yourself the main thing, how you're behaving the main thing, and having faith that if you make certain behavioral changes over time, that's absolutely going to turn into weight loss for you. So what most people do is they just fixate on that scale going down. And that's the only thing they're tracking. But if you start tracking new habits that you're installing, um, new strategies and ways that you're dealing with old eating behaviors that have been troublesome to you, and as you start to go to bed each night and reflect on how you behaved each day, and as you start to appreciate and recognize improvements in how you're behaving, then you can start to work on feeling a sense of satisfaction that acting that way is going to turn into weight loss in the long term. And so in order for this approach to work, you really have to shift your goal from just losing weight to really living as a thin person for the rest of your life. It's a different goal because usually people approach weight loss with just a mindset focused on losing weight. And that's not the real goal you want, you know, because losing weight is just a phase. The real goal you want is to lose the weight and then live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. And that's the part that most people never articulate, never focus on. So if you make the focus on living at your goal weight for the rest of your life, we're thinking in a longer time frame. I want you to begin thinking uh, in terms of a year, a decade, forever, right? Most dieters think in terms of days and weeks. So as you start thinking, if I start making changes now to my behaviors and I keep improving them over this next month, over this next six months, over this next year, where will I be a year from now? There's a great quote that people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. So again, this, this approach really depends on you shifting your focus and your mindset and your time frame from that short-term one about how to lose weight the quickest to the one that allows you to lose weight for the longest. And that is that in and of itself is going to be tremendously helpful to help you deal with the disappointment. And yet you're still going to feel a disappointment. It's just natural, you know? And so I want you to understand that. So how do we actually deal with the disappointment once we're in that time frame of looking at the big picture? Well, the disappointment's going to happen. And when you feel it, I want you to recognize it. Don't ignore it. Don't try and pretend it's not there. Don't just force yourself through it. Acknowledge it and sit with it and think about what is creating this sense of disappointment in you. Okay, so as you gain more awareness of how and why you are feeling disappointed, right? And when the reason's pretty obvious, you're not losing weight as quickly as you want to. Um, it's not happening as quick or it's not happening, again, in that short time, it's happening so slow, you feel like it's never gonna work. But as you realize that's what you're thinking to feel disappointed, you can start to reframe your thinking and realize and remind yourself, I'm here for the long term. And how much weight I lose in the short term is not a good predictor of how successful I'm being. 
What's really predicting how successful I am is how much I'm changing my behaviors. Okay. And so we don't have to, we got to get all that all or nothing mindset. We got to get out of that. We're going into an all or something mindset where we start to appreciate the small things that we consistently do in the right direction. Okay. Because as you start to focus on those small things that are moving in the right direction, this is the stuff that starts to create a foundation under you. We don't want to change everything at once. I know that's the fastest way to lose weight, but it's typically also the shortest length of time you're going to lose that weight for. So again, I remind you to start looking at the long-term picture. And as you start focusing not on the weight loss, but on the behavioral changes you've made. Oh, look, I've started to drink more water. I'm going to bed a little bit early. I've been relaxing a little bit more. I've been eating more salads or fruits or vegetables. I've cut down on the sugar. These are the types of things I want you to pay attention to the behaviors that you've changed and really focus on those and feel proud of yourself for changing the behaviors because weight is inconsistent and unpredictable. And so you can change your behaviors and in the short term, the weight may or may not come off. But in the long term, the weight is going to come off. Okay, three months, six months, a year of acting that way and stacking those new behaviors, improving and optimizing them is going to lead you to be in a different body by next year at this time. So again, I keep talking about this longer time frame because that is the secret mindset piece that really sets you up for success, all right? So start to think that way. Don't avoid the disappointment. If you're feeling disappointment, face it and think about why you're feeling that. It's almost always going to be because you're thinking, I haven't lost as much weight as I thought I would have. But what you thought you would have and should have lost is bullshit. It's all been influenced by the diet industry to think short-term temporarily. I want you to start thinking long-term. And if you consistently get 1% better in your behaviors each and every day for a year, you're not 365% better, you're exponentially better. And it's a place you've probably never experienced. So please put yourself on that path now and you're gonna find that that's the path of least disappointment. So good luck with this and have a great day. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I like to start off a little lesson there, but if anyone has any specific questions about weight loss, I uh, don't know if I can answer it or not, but I can at least be pretty sure that I'll give you a different perspective on, on the typical weight loss stuff that you hear. So uh, if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, let's see here. Oops. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, uh, broken foot and it's hurting <laughs> so i got my x-ray done today and I, I saw the bone again so now it's like playing in my head a little bit right mindset stuff's so important for everyone it just really it, it colors everything we're doing you know um it's funny just even that you know so it's talking about time frames you know it's like my i broke my foot and they said come back in three weeks and we'll see how it is right so my mind i'm thinking oh it's going to heal in three weeks right and it's been feeling better and better and then, you know, you step in there and see the, the x-ray of it is still broken, obviously. But in my head, I don't know why I thought that, you know. Again, the time frames we put on things have such a huge impact on us, you know. A good example of that is like, um, you know, if you go to college, you know what I mean? If you go to college, you have a time frame of two years, four years, six years, eight years, whatever you go into it with. And that helps you get through those first three, six months are hard usually, right? Um, the first year can be hard, but again, you have a long time frame, in it and that really sets you up for success. So again, time frames are so important in life. Um, Shell says, I used to be afraid of the intention if I got slimmer. Yeah, Shell, that, I'm glad you said that, right? That's the level we really want to be thinking about because I can tell you this is one of the most common things for women that women clients I've worked with is that they want to lose weight, right? You all want to lose weight, 
but I can almost guarantee you there are subconscious reasons that you do not want to lose weight. There, let me reframe it. There are subconscious reasons you want to be overweight. You know, literally, um, this is so common. And so, yeah, a common one for women is that they don't want the attention from men, right? They might feel, again, they may not want the attention. It's kind of awkward for them. They may not want to put themselves, <clears throat> they may feel like if they lose the weight and they get that attention, they're going to be in danger, right? That they're going to be, they're not going to be as safe and secure. And so you really want to check that. So what we call that is conscious, subconscious incongruence, right? And there's a great chance if you're struggling to lose weight right now that you are incongruent. Another word for this is ambivalent. Part of you wants to lose weight and part of you does not. You may think about losing weight and you may think it sucks, it's hard, it de feels depriving and it's difficult and it doesn't work anyways, right? That's the belief you have. Well, if you got that belief about losing weight, then it's very unlikely that you're ever gonna do it because you associate it with pain. You know, and so yes, on some level, of course you wanna lose weight, but the deeper level that's really controlling things says, I don't think so. And this is very, very common. So again, with Program Yourself, then a big part of what we do, a big part of what I do with my clients is really get them congruent so they completely 100% want to lose the weight. Because right now, if you're struggling, I can almost guarantee you, you're incongruent. There's party that does not want to lose the weight and that party that doesn't wanna lose the weight is preventing you from doing it. I don't know if that sounds strange to you, you know, for some people that sounds like a strange thing, but I promise you it's so common. Um, Amy Marie says opposite for me. I want to be able to run from men. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe um, sit with that thought though. You know what I mean? Again, I, I would say any woman, I would say that's, that's the number one, the number one thing I've seen women's especially is to say, I don't want to lose weight because I don't want the attention from men, um, from my partner, you know? Uh, there, there's a lot of, listen, here's the thing, right? You may not like being overweight. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you with that, but you have to agree that if you've been overweight for a while, you're comfortable being overweight in the sense that you're familiar with it, right? You're familiar with it. You know how to be in the world as an overweight person, which means you think about it this way. Your brain's main job is to be a prediction machine, right? That's the, your brain's number one job is to predict the future so you can stay safe and stay alive. And so your subconscious mind loves the status quo because it makes it easier for it to predict the future. And so your weight, how you're eating, how you're living, how you think about yourself are huge core parts of your personality. And if you change these, if you wake up tomorrow magically and you're a person who's at your goal weight, who eats in a way that is a lot healthier, that allows you to live at your goal weight, that has the beliefs and the mindset behind that, so you naturally act that way, that's gonna ruffle up some feathers in your life most likely specifically in your relationships. There's a good chance of this. It's gonna change your reality. It's important to understand that losing weight is a game changer. And it's not just because you look different. It's because you are different. It's because you're acting differently. You're a different person, right? You all of a sudden eat differently than a lot of the people around you. That's a weird thing. You, you've got to acknowledge that and deal with it. You know, for me, weight loss was not like this real positive thing. It, it was in one sense, personally, Relationship-wise, it was not. Most people did not want me to change the way I was eating because it kind of changed the status quo I had with them. I wasn't going out to the bar and eat wings all the time anymore. I wasn't overeating my mom's food that she was making for me. I wasn't eating the same stuff she made. That was hard. This is stuff that no one ever talks about this piece of the weight loss puzzle, right? They just give you the plan and say, okay, do that. Oh yeah, right. What about all the psychological stuff? What about all the subconscious stuff that, that's dictating why you're eating the way you're eating? No one ever talks about this, you know? So again, everyone, now listen, right? We had two people that said totally opposite things. That's another piece of this. You got to figure out what works for you. And you've got to figure out psychologically what works for you. 
Because right now, A, you're not even motivated. If you're not actively losing weight, it's because you're not truly motivated. Challenge me if you don't believe that, and I'll prove it to you. But um, I, I promise you that that's a big part of the, the puzzle for you. Um, that says, that's true. Yep. Self-sabotage. It is. You know, but here's the thing. It's not self-sabotage. Here's the thing, right? It's like we, we define that as self-sabotage, but it, that's because we're not identifying the core thing we're after, okay? And so a lot of times our subconscious mind wants to maintain the status quo. Yeah, I've been overweight, but I've also been felt safe. You know, I know this reality, okay? And so there's a saying that people prefer a known hell to an unknown heaven. I think it's true. And so a lot of times, um, you know, we say we want one thing, but we're scared of it as well. And a lot of times that's the weight thing, you know? Um, and he says, I do agree with that. And we'll add that. I didn't want the attention my changing with, on my changing body. Fair enough. Yeah. And now when we talk about the changing body, now we bring in men and women's attention, right? Because at this point, there's a good chance, anyone listening here, you've probably lost weight at some point and then put it back on. And now you've got kind of a double whammy to deal with because now again, there's a, the, the part of ch changing is the hard part of weight loss, right? <clears throat> but the other part is that now you've got experiences and you've got associations. One of them is it says, even when I lose weight, I fail, I put it back on. So what's the point? The other one is, <clears throat> even when I lose weight, I put it back on. So as I start losing weight, I don't want this attention because now it's building up the pressure on me. What if I put the weight back on? Now everyone's going to notice that too. They never mentioned that one, but I know they mentioned, they noticed me losing weight and now they're going to notice when I put the weight back on and that's worse. I'll just stay overweight and avoid that whole thing. Again, these, this isn't crazy talk, right? This is stuff that you've been experiencing and going through, but you just never give it a focus. And I promise you, it's, un, it's under the surface controlling your results, you see? So, so often what, what's dictating your, your weight loss results is not that you don't know enough information about what you should eat, right? This is why diets don't work because every diet out there, every, every single diet, every single workout is telling you what to do. And then it's up to you to force yourself to do it. You try to use your willpower and fight yourself to get yourself to do it. And it always feels like a battle. And you never deal with this subconscious level. All these beliefs you have, these associations you have, the ways you think about things. And that is the thing that's truly controlling your weight. So I don't know how you'd ever change your weight long-term without dealing with this subconscious level to this process, you know? Because it shows up in everyone. You know, it's always there. Um, yep, yep. Uh, Crystal's path. I lost 140 pounds and I'm still not happy and hit my goal weight. Now it's loose skin and mindset. Crystal's path. Yeah, Crystal, congratulations. That's quite, quite an accomplishment. And yeah, um, I'm glad you said that because, I mean, I'm just going to say the quiet part out loud. Just losing the weight in and of itself doesn't make you happy. If it did, we would all lose weight and just stay there. You know what I mean? Like, like weight loss is like money. It's a means to an end. And it's not having the weight loss. It's not having the money that this thing that makes us happy it's how, it's how we get the money. It's how we lose the weight that really makes us happy. And a big part of like what you need to do now, Crystal, again, you, you've done a lot of the hard work in one sense, but now the work is ongoing. You know, and that's a piece too that you know, I think a big mistake people make is they think of the goal weight as the finish line. It is not. The goal weight is really the starting line, you know, for a number of reasons. Um, one of the big ones being that how long do you want to keep the weight off for? Well, forever, right? And so now you're on this path of really mastery. And it's not a mastering of just your weight. It's a mastering of who you are. I, I think you're going to get much better results, everyone, if you take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. Don't make this primarily about losing weight. Uh, that's just not motivating to your mind. You know, we've evolved in millions of years for the opposite. 
We've evolved millions of years to want to put weight on. All the, the biological mechanisms we have in our body are trigger us to overeat because we, we evolved in a food scarce environment. Well, here we are in a food abundant environment with the same biology and it's pushing us to overeat. So trying to base your motivation on wanting to lose weight is, is a big mistake. <laughs> it's not motivating enough. So what you have to do is you have to kind of tuck your weight loss into your personal development. Make this a process of being the best version of you that you can be one aspect of that is you living at your goal weight that you want to live at. Um, but there's got to be more to it. You know, it's got to be really not just about weight loss, but about you feeling amazing, having energy, sleeping well, waking up refreshed, balanced moods, um, you know, being flexible, being mobile, you know, feeling alive, feeling good about yourself. This is what we want. And this is the path here, especially on now crystal, because if we just focus on the weight, what a lot of people do is they trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the weight scale going down. But at some point, the scale stops going down. And now they're shit out of luck because now they got no pleasure. Well, the scale's done, so there's no excitement about watching that go down. And now the food's not there either. So what do I focus on to stay motivated? And I tell you what the secret is, as someone who's stayed at the same weight for 30 years, right? The secret is that it's not about weight for me. It's about being the best version of myself possible, about being the best dad I can be, the best husband I can be, the best son I can be, brother I can be, friend I can be, um, you know, business owner I can be, coach I can be, hypnotist I can be. You know what I mean? It's about these things. How can I be the best version of myself possible? How can I think the best way, live the best way, eat the best way to be the person I want to be? And so it's a much bigger goal than just my weight because the weight stopped moving 30 years ago. So if all I cared about was that number, it, it, you just, it, it, that's not enough. Hope that helps out. Shell says, I'm always afraid to throw away my fat clothes thinking I'll get them back in them. Yeah, I get that, Shell. Um, and why wouldn't you think that way? Because if all you've ever done to lose weight is diets, why wouldn't you think you're gonna put the weight back on? 95% of people that diet put the weight back on. It's got a 95% failure rate long-term. I, I, you know what I mean? So you're not alone, it's not you. It's, it's the fact that, yeah, you're going to keep thinking you're going to put the weight back on every time you try to lose weight with a diet. A diet, psychologically, the way you think about a diet is you think about it as a temporary thing. You think to yourself, I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And so you think about this whole process as a short-term temporary thing. <clears throat> it's the core mindset mistake you're making. That's the difference. A dieter just wants to lose weight and a weight masterer wants to live at their goal weight for the rest of their life on near autopilot. And those two goals are completely different. And so I think it's really important for you to articulate the real goal you have, which is not just to lose weight. You've lost weight in the past and then you put it back on. Are, are you thrilled about that weight loss that you got five years ago and then put it back on? No, you're pissed you put it back on. You see, so it's not enough just to focus on losing weight. You gotta focus on living at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Completely different process and um, path to walk. It's a better one, I think, too, is what you find. Um, yeah, Crystal says the same thing, right? I get it. I get it. Uh, UX, I just want to be skinny. I just want to be skinny. Why? You know what I mean? Like, like, usually, this is one of the big problems everyone has, is they, is your, your goal weight, A, your goal weight's probably too low. What do I mean by that? You're probably picking some arbitrary goal weight that you weighed when you were 20, weighed when you got married, weighed when you lost that weight on Weight Watchers that time, and you just keep saying that number. But that's the big problem. You have to give your goal weight more meaning. Right now, if you're not moving towards your goal weight, it's simply because it's an impotent goal. It has no power. You're not really motivated to reach it. Yeah, you think about it all the time, but it's not really motivating to you. And it's not motivating to you. Just keep saying the same number. You've probably failed to reach it for decades at this point. And people say, I just want to be skinny. Why? 
You want to be skinny. Like if that's all you care about, it's almost never going to happen because there's got to be a reason why. Most people are picking a weight that's too low for, they're not willing to live and eat that way. So I want to weigh X amount of pounds. Well, you got to eat this way. I don't want to do that. I got to drink carrots and I got to eat carrots, drink water to live that way. I don't want to do that. It's a shitty quality of life. So the way to choose your best goal weight is to choose the goal weight that gives you the best quality of life. And you've got to take into account how you're willing to eat and live in order to achieve that. That's the secret um, because that's both sides of the equation. And that's real shit, right? Because if, if that didn't matter, if all that mattered was just all oh, and weigh X amount of pounds, you'd all get there. But you have to live and eat a certain way to make it happen. And you don't want to do that. That's why you're not doing it. It's not rocket science. It's not hard to figure out. The reason you're not making any progress in your weight loss is the way you think you have to lose weight, you don't want to do. You don't want to cut all the sugar out. You don't want to cut down to really low calories. You don't want to cut all the carbs out. You know what I mean? And so you're not doing it. Of course, you got an all or nothing mindset. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's all extreme, thousand calories, no carbs, no sugar, right? No eating for 16 hours. It's all this extreme shit that you don't want to do. And you're certainly not going to do it long term. So you have no faith in yourself that's going to last. I mean, it's not rocket science, man, but I know you don't see this because you're trapped in it. You, you, all of us have been trapped into a diet mindset. We've all been exposed to millions of ads in our lives from diets and the diets are not on your side, folks. The biggest diets you're subconsciously referencing to lose weight are all owned by big food companies. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company owns Atkins Food Products, the same company as Onions, Pretzel, and Cinnabon. The company owns SlimFast, the same company owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So do you really think these big companies are going to invest in diets and blast them out there if they really worked, if they really caused people to not eat their bullshit and eat less of their foods? I don't, <laughs> you know? And I think the fact that they have such a shitty success rate is just proof of that. They get you coming and going and they condition you, worst of all, to be stuck, to be stuck overweight and have no way out of it. You're in this mental prison where you can't think your way out of it. You can't imagine how you could ever possibly be in control of your weight. You've been trying to lose weight for decades and you, you don't know anything more about how to lose weight now than before you start your first diet. You're always just starting over from scratch. Worst mistake you can make. Start on the path of mastery. And each and every day you get 1% better. Next year at this time, you will be shocked at the transformation you've accomplished. It's not rocket science. It's just that we've all been conditioned to think in this incorrect way. It happens all the time. Happened with cigarettes, right? They minimized the damage of cigarettes for decades. People were smoking. They didn't realize it caused lung cancer. Once people really understood how dangerous cigarettes were, the rates went way down. Okay, so so much of what our behavior is is really depending on how we think about things and the way you think about food and the way you think about weight loss is fucked because it's been all put there primarily by giant food corporations. So anyways, makes so much sense. I appreciate you saying that. That's my goal. I started my new job in July after 10 years unemployment. My weight does make the days harder. Yeah, I get that. That's what I mean. Like it, you have to find the deeper reasons why you want to master your weight, your health, your happiness. And just wanting to look different, that's a part of that's a trick of the diets. They have conditioned us to think about weight loss motivation superficially. Let's be honest, your main motivation to lose weight is you want to look better. Every single diet ad you've seen is always a before and after picture and how long it's going to take for you to achieve that. And so you think of weight loss visually, aesthetically, superficially. It's not enough motivation. There's a literal science of motivation. That's defined as extrinsic motivation. It depends on other people, right? If you were the only person on the planet, would you care about losing weight? That's how you know. And if you're like, I don't give a shit. If no one's here to see me, I don't give a shit what I weigh. Then, that, then you know that you're extrinsically motivated. It's the weakest form of motivation. This is why you are not getting the results you want. You've got to have a deeper motivation. Good news is it ain't that hard to come up with because what's happened is our whole lives, we've been conditioned to minimize the effect of our weight on our health. 
on our happiness, on our length, longevity, length of life. Your, your weight is one of the direct factors that's going to influence how long you're alive for. And I know people say, oh, those are shitty years. Okay, clown. Well, they're also going to influence the quality of life during all those years. Not just physically, not just like, oh, my knees are shot. I can't walk. I got diabetes. Now I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the mental, emotional effects of the weight. If you're not happy with your weight, you're constantly thinking about how shitty you feel, how you feel bad about yourself, how you wish you'd change weight. Oh, okay. And it's just this downward spiral psychologically and emotionally that you live in day in and day out. That's where the motivation should come from. That I'm tired of feeling like fucking shit because I can't stop eating this food. I want to feel alive. I want to feel hopeful. I want to feel empowered. I want to be in control of what I eat. Now, I speak to this to you as someone who lost their father. My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. I was thinking about this today. You know, it's because like, I, I have stuff. You know, I'll put a video out. I just put one out. It's blowing up, right? And it's about the pleasure of losing weight and how amazing it is, you know? And it's like, you know, there's got to be deeper reasons for how you want to do this. And there are. You can't tell me that your weight is one of the main direct things negatively affecting the most important relationships in your life. Not because they, they don't give a shit how, what you look like. They give a shit that you're constantly feeling bad about yourself, that you feel disempowered, that you feel hopeless, that you feel sad, that you feel frustrated. These things make you the person you don't want to be. And you don't have to be this way. You know what I mean? You can change this stuff. I promise you. I wouldn't tell you, I wouldn't sit here and just bust your chops and, and make you feel bad if there wasn't a solution. So I'll give you the quick solution is go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session I give you. Okay, it's a, it's a 10 minute kickstart session. If you've never used hypnosis or if you have, listen to this session. I'm one of the top hypnotists on the planet for weight loss. I've been doing this for 20 years. I've done 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've done hundreds and hundreds of hypnosis sessions for weight loss that I've recorded. Okay, it's free. I'm giving it to you. It's the new thin me. It's a kickstart session. Go listen to it. And then I give you a training, three steps to master your weight right after that. I promise you there's a better way to do this than dieting, you know? But you've got to make the break. You've got to stop with the diets, you know? You've got to wake up. They're not going to work for you. And there's nothing wrong. Listen, like, we can reference the diets. Like, all these diets usually have something positive to add to the conversation. But we can't just go into them whole hog. Okay, now I'm going to be completely keto and just no carbs ever again. You've got to stop with the extreme shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's never the answer. It's always moderate eating. It's always the same fucking answer every time. But again, the problem really with your weight is not that you don't know what to do anyways. The problem is you have almost zero ability to get yourself to do it. You never have learned and never will in a diet how to influence your mindset. And that's the number one reason you're struggling. If you were a robot and could just type in what you're going to eat all day, oh, no carbs today, and then you just did it. I'm not going to eat for 16 hours. I'm going to eat, I'm only going to eat 1,200 calories. If you just type that in, then you just did it. You'd have no problem losing weight. The problem is you intend to not eat sugar tomorrow and then it's noon uh, and then you go and eat sugar. Well, what happened? Well, what happened is you have no understanding of how to influence your behaviors. And once you do, can you imagine that it becomes a lot easier? It becomes a lot easier to lose weight, you know? Uh, all you're doing right now is relying on willpower and, and that's not an effective way to lose weight. And I explained that in the training. Go watch it. Hey, Vicky, what's up? You want to be someone who thinks, feels, and lives like a naturally skinny person? Vicky, thank you. <laughs> It was a better answer than I gave. How can we improve the loose skin? Fair enough, right? The, the loose skin is, is a thing. Here's what I'll say about the loose skin, and you're not going to like it, but it's the thing I've seen to be most effective, is A, we want to reduce our chances of excess loose skin most by slowly losing weight. Okay, but let's say you quickly lost weight, now you got loose skin. The next best thing here is really to shift your focus to really mastering and optimizing your maintenance plan. The way you're living, the way you're eating, 
the way you're thinking about things. It really becomes an inside out approach. Again, please get the training I give you. I, I break all this down. I go and I got a new training coming, which is called the Weight Mastery Pyramid. The Weight Mastery Pyramid is mindset, lifestyle, eating. Okay, in that order of importance. Mindset's most important, then lifestyle, then eating. And so when it comes to the loose skin, really what we're talking about is time. Okay, that's the biggest thing that's gonna help you with that, most likely. And what we need to do is just let your body know, this is my new body. And in a lot of situations, the skin will tighten up. Again, everyone's different, everyone's different. And I wish I could just give you a happy, happy fairy tale ending. But the truth is that there's 7 billion people on the world, we're all different. We got different genetics, different responses, all sorts of things. So I'm gonna sit here and promise you that the skin's gonna tighten all up. But what I am gonna say is that even if it doesn't, you're better off mastering your mindset, your lifestyle, your eating, your weight, your health, your happiness. And you can do that even with loose skin, okay? And so there's other options you have. There's surgery, if ultimately that's what you wanna do. But we never know how much our body's gonna respond and tighten up until we spent time actually being that way for a while. Okay, again, I just did a lesson on in, in um, on uh, disappointment. This, the path of weight loss is, is just littered with disappointment, folks, okay? Um, I hate to say it doesn't sound motivating, but I, I, I take a solemn oath. I swore a solemn oath to myself. I'm never gonna bullshit you. I think there's enough of that with the diet industry and the weight loss industry, okay? So I sit here, I'm gonna tell you the hard things because um, yes, loose skin is not ideal. That's not what we want. That's not what we pictured the whole way. But here you are, right? A hundred pounds down, and you got loose skin. But yeah, your blood works better. You're gonna live longer. You can move easier. You're gonna get stronger. And now you're just starting your real path of really mastering and seeing how healthy you can be, how tight this can get, how mobile, how much mobility can I create? Okay. Um, and, and that's my question to you. You know, is, is keep thinking long term because who knows what you can look like another year of living this way? Who knows what your skin will do? No one knows. No one knows. Okay. And so you got to give it some time. And that's not a problem because you want to keep the weight off forever, right? So use this time to really master your maintenance and take the next year and see what happens to your skin. Okay. And congratulations on what you did. Maria says, I keep binge eating. Okay. Binge eating is one of the biggest problems people have, right, with the food. There's two key things to focus on when you're dealing with binge eating. The first thing is don't just stop binge eating, I would suggest to you. That's that diet response. Let's just stop the binge eating. And I get that's what we want to do because that's going to give us the fastest results, but it's not because those are temporary results. We can't just stop the binge eating typically. We've got to understand it, okay? Awareness precedes change. So what you want to first do is why are you binge eating? There's two big reasons I see they can work together as well. The first one is that you're over-restricting, you're getting yourself so hungry that you can't control your eating and you keep eating a lot. This is one of the most common things I see. People won't eat all morning, all afternoon, and then at nighttime, the wheels come off the bus and they're binge eating. They repeat the same cycle over and over. So the answer to that is to not get yourself so hungry that you can't control yourself and to more strategically manage your eating. The second thing that triggers a lot of binge eating is emotional reasons. Um, you may have some deep emotions you don't want to deal with and it's easier to use the binge shame frustration cycle than it is to deal and face the emotions you don't want to feel. So pay attention. Next time you binge, don't stop yourself, but pay attention. Reflect on it after it's over and say, what led to that? I don't want to binge eat. What led me to binge eat in that situation? Again, you might have some different triggers, different patterns, but I promise you don't, you don't have a million patterns. You've got probably a small handful, one, two, three, four patterns of binge eating that are showing up consistently. So don't just stop them. Seek to understand them first and then strategically work to resolve them over time. That's my suggestion to you. Um, oh yeah, you like the all or something, right? All or something's a game changer. And people love that because again, here's, here's the, the flip side, right? 
most people are all or nothing with their weight loss, right? They're doing nothing and then they're doing everything perfect. And so, so they're doing nothing, then they're doing everything perfect for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then they go back to doing nothing because they're overwhelmed. So my suggestion to you is be all or something, right? This, here's the magic. So you can still be all when you want to be, right? When you really focus, motivate, life's working, be all, great. But here's the secret, and this is the game changer. You're never going to be nothing again. You're always going to be doing something. And when you're always doing something, right? And even when you're kind of feeling like shit, you can always do a little bit. And now instead of being nothing, you're up here. And you keep working on that something a little bit. Each every day, you get a little bit better. Month after month, year after year. And next thing you know, you're at your goal weight, okay? That's the suggestion. That's the path I would suggest you take. You know, I think that's the, the path that's got a much higher chance of success than the all or nothing path. But you could test it out and find out for yourself, right? Rose says, I started binging on fruit and I didn't know you can have too much fruit is bad. Yeah, too much of anything is bad, right? It really is that simple. I, and I, I think that's a rule that really stands the test of time, you know, is that too much. Now, again, I mean, too much, too much unprocessed food. Yeah, I mean, geez, you know, you could eat, yeah, you could eat literally anything. The healthiest thing you eat too much of it, it's a problem, you know? So moderation really is the key, I believe. Um, but, but you can eat, yeah, fruit's not a bad thing, obviously. Depends how you're consuming it. Fruit juice, not great, right? We want the fiber of the fruit. That's a big part of what makes fruit work, right? So they don't overwhelm our system. Um, but yeah, fruit, fruit is an important piece of the puzzle, you know, for most people. Now again, everyone's different. You know what I mean? That's why I try to say, there's no right or wrong. It's only what works for you. You've got to take an approach to this that you're the one, you're the one who has to figure out what works for you. You know, this is really a process of creating a one size fits one plan, right? Total opposite of the diet, right? The diet, someone you've never met and never met you is just going to give you a plan and tell you how to eat for the rest of your life. And you're just going to try and do it, right? I think of dieting like as the process of trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. That's what you keep trying to do, right? That's why it always feels like a struggle. You always end up quitting. You can't stick with it because it's not a plan that's custom made for you. I always say that I, I could sit there and I could put a diet plan out. That's just what I eat all week and people buy the shit out of it and it wouldn't work at all because you ain't me. You don't know my genetics, you don't know my likes and dislikes, you don't know my lifestyle, you know, so, so why, why do you want me to just tell you what I eat? Like that's going to just solve everything. You know, you wouldn't let me tell you how to dress, what movies to watch, what music to listen to, right? You're a neat, unique human being. You're not going to let someone just tell you how to eat forever. That's almost, that's never going to work. You know, you got to look at the diets and understand what they're saying in context, right? So why does keto work? Well, you don't need to go into ketosis. Ketosis is, is a extreme diet that was made for epileptics. You know, and so why does it work for most people? Well, because baked goods is the number one source of calories for American adults. So yeah, any diet plan that cuts down uh, carbs, refined carbs specifically, is going to help you lose weight. It's going to lower your calorie intake, you know, but you don't have to completely get rid of carbs. You know, you don't have to go into ketosis to master your weight, you know. Same with intermittent fasting. You don't need to not eat for 16 hours. Oh, but it's the last two hours to do all the work. No, it's fucking not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the fact that you've cut your eating window down. You compressed it like this. And now most likely that's going to cause you to eat less food, you know? And so it's like, once you start to understand, because I use intermittent fasting, I don't go to 16 hours. I don't like going to 16 hours. I do it about 13 hours or so. That works for me. Oh, but that's not, you're missing the most important hours. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. This works for me. Okay, this is what I'm trying to tell you. You've got to start basing your weight loss plan on what works for you. And you're not doing that. You're giving up all your power. You're giving up all your awareness. And you're saying, just tell me what to do. You know, that was like, you're walking around with like, like a child looking, where can I plug my umbilical cord and just tell me what to do. 
I don't want to think about it myself. I don't want to figure out. Just, just please just tell. Oh, keto. Okay. Oh, just stop eating for 16 hours. Oh, okay. Let me try that. And it's just like no thought. You know what I mean? And then you do it the first day. You're like, oh my God, this is awful. And you just stick with it for another couple of days. You know, and then you stop and say, I got to get back into that. I got I to gotta start my keto plan again tomorrow. You know? Anyways. Yeah, Fatima says, I don't like 16 either. I give up. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, like that's what I'm saying. You, you can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And that's like the, that's the, the name of the game for diets. And it's like, it's so obvious why you hate these diets. You know, what would the diet be? What if you did keto 80% of the way? Oh, but if you don't get the next 20%, you're not going to ketosis and it's not worth it. That's not fucking true. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've got to stop thinking. Because listen, every diet is a marketing exercise based on, it's called the one tactic, okay? That's what every diet is. They know they're, they're going out to a population that's overwhelmed, frustrated, almost given up on their weight forever. So they need to create a plan that conceptually is really simple to understand what's easier to understand than don't eat carbs right that's a, all you have to do is just stop eating carbs it's so simple just it's just one little thing to stop eating carbs and then you do it the first day like oh shit all i eat is carbs <laughs> and they're like oh fuck i gotta completely change the way i eat i gotta completely learn how to eat a completely new way well that sounds a little overwhelming doesn't it right that sounds a little different than just hey just stop eating just stop eating carbs that's all you gotta do Right. And so I always think of like diets are like carnival games, right? Like they take this really hard thing and they make it seem simple and we keep falling for it. You know, Hey, just stop eating for 16 hours. Just, just, just cut your, you know what I mean? Just eat for eight hours and don't eat for 16. You'll be fine. Everything's going great. Then you go and do it. And you're like, Oh my God, I feel like shit. I'm lightheaded. I got headaches. I feel gross. I feel terrible. <laughs> right? like, I got to do it. You can't do it. And you say, ah, it didn't work for me. I got to get myself to do it again tomorrow. But no, you don't. No, you don't. You know, that's why the all or something thing is just the, the golden rule, man. It's like if you stop trying to be perfect, see, because that's what you're doing, right, is that you're doing this all or nothing thing, which mentally, subconsciously sets you up for failure. You as a dieter, you have a dieter mindset. You're trapped in this mindset. You don't even realize it. And part of that mindset is this all or nothing thinking. And you think all or nothing because you think of your weight loss like a sprint. You think it's this temporary thing I'm going to do until I lose the weight. So let's just get it the fuck over. Let's just get it over quick. Well, how do you get it over quick? You do the most extreme thing you can find, right? The more extreme, the faster it's going to go. And so you think of your weight loss like a sprint. Problem is, anytime you make the littlest mistake, it feels catastrophic. Listen, if you're running a sprint and you trip a little bit, you lost the race, right? The only thing that wins a sprint is perfection. Now, if you trip a little bit and you're running a marathon, not as big of a deal. So the way you think, the way you frame your weight loss has a huge impact on the results you're going to get. And you keep thinking about weight loss, you're blowing up every mistake because the second you make a little mistake, I fucking blew it. You didn't blow anything, right? Imagine you stick to a diet for five days. Four and a half of those days, you eat perfectly. 1,200 calories, let's say even. And on the third, on the fifth day in the afternoon, you eat two cookies. I blew it. Well, what did you blow? The whole week, you ate 90% of the week, you ate perfectly, but that one little thing feels catastrophic now. And that's a big problem you got to learn to deal with. Well, one of the key ways to deal with is, again, to express your, you know, extend your time frame, think of this differently. And instead of trying to do, so why aren't you starting a plan? Here we are Tuesday. Did you start a plan yesterday? Right? Because I love this shit. Tell me if this doesn't resonate at all. That last week you would have started on Monday, but that was a holiday. So I can't start on Tuesday, right? Who starts a weight loss plan on Tuesday? That's not going to work. I'll just wait till next Monday. I'll give myself another week just to get ready for it. Okay, well, yesterday was that Monday, right? <laughs> did you start it? No. If you did, you probably already quit it. Why? And why aren't you going to start again until next Monday? Or maybe maybe we'll wait now. We're getting close to wait until after Columbus Day. And so um, 
why why don't you want to start though? It's because you're here with your reading and weight loss and thinking about losing weight and you think you have to completely cut carbs out, completely cut sugar out, go down to 1200 calories, stop eating for 16 hours, whatever your bullshit is, you got some extreme thing that you don't want to do. You don't want to do it. It's too much. You're already overwhelmed. Are you one of the people in America that's not overwhelmed and stressed out right now? Are you? Because <laughs> I'd love to talk to you. I look around and everyone's just right at, right at the limit, right? We're all pretty much overwhelmed. We're right at the, the max, full up, full capacity, right? But now you're going to take on a plan to completely change your eating? You know what? And I like to make this example too, by the way. Your problem with losing weight is not that you can't stop eating the food as much as it is. Changing behaviors is difficult. So imagine like you woke up tomorrow and you said, okay, all day long, I'm going to use my other hand. I'm going to use my computer mouse with my other hand. I'm going to brush my teeth with my other hand, right? It sounds easy enough, but then you go to do it and it's like, you could do it. You could brush your teeth with the other hand. You could use your computer with the other hand. It takes lots and lots of effort, right? It takes lots of conscious thought. It's tiring. You have to think about every little thing you're doing because usually you just do it on autopilot. You're not thinking about it. That's one of the biggest reasons diets are, don't work because you're consciously trying to control something that's automated and subconscious. You see, and it's, it takes a lot more effort. Literally, it takes energy to change your behaviors the way you're doing it. And you overwhelm yourself and you can't stick with it more than a couple of days or a couple of weeks, right? And you just keep repeating that cycle. So what's the alternative? Well, you do subconsciously oriented weight loss where you focus on your subconscious mind, which runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Don't you find it interesting that all you do is think about losing weight? You try everything you can to lose weight and some part of you seems to keep your weight stuck at a certain thing. It's not a weight set point like a physical one, folks. It's a mental one, okay? It's that you know how to live like an overweight person easily, right? If you, if you don't think about food, you just automatically go through your day, your week, your month, and you stay at the same weight pretty much. Your weight doesn't just keep going up and up. It may go up, up and up over a year by five pounds or so, but your weight's not going up five pounds a month constantly. We all have this equilibrium. Well, what is it? It's partly physical. Like I'm not saying it's not partly hormonal and rest of it, but it's primarily mindset. You think of yourself as an overweight person. You act like an overweight person. Brushing your teeth is a behavior that you installed into and now you just do it automatically, okay? You don't even think about it. You wake up, you go brush your teeth, you get ready to go to bed, you brush your teeth, okay? Your eating is the same thing. So you've got to change your subconscious patterns. You've got to change your automatic eating habits so that they run automatically in a new and improved way and you're not approaching things that way, you're trying to micromanage every little thing. You're trying to consciously control all of your reading. It overwhelms you. You can do it for a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, and then you revert back to your norm. And you never make any changes on that norm. And so that's where program yourself in is different. It's really about changing your subconscious behaviors. And we start with the most important one. We pick your most egregious eating habit. Maybe it's snacking at night, overeating at dinner, uh, eating during the afternoon. Right? We figure out where your main eating habit that's keeping you overweight is, and we focus on that one eating habit till we get some headway with it. Then move on to the next. It's a strategic approach to weight mastery, which you don't get a whole lot of. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of strategy when it comes to uh, weight loss. You know, It's really just a tactic, and it's just people telling you what you should do. And the what you should do is not enough. Right? It's not enough. You know what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And uh, yeah, it's not working for you. So anyways, again, if, if you want to find a new approach, go to uh, my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session, right? Just test out a different way. What are you so, you're so sure that hypnosis is going to work. You're so sure what I'm saying is bullshit that you're not going to try it. You're so sure that, the, that, oh, I know what I got to do. I just got to get myself to do it, Jim. Okay. Okay. With all this stuff, I just got to get myself to do it. What's that mean? You know? 
I know what it means. It means that you need, you think you need to force yourself to act differently forever. And fine, okay, I, I respect that. But how many times you tried that and it didn't work? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here to convince you. I'm going to say that I don't think you're motivated to lose weight. I don't think of any strategy for how to change your behaviors long term. And so, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you look into a different way? It's free. I'm I'm giving you a free hypnosis session. I'm giving you a free training so I can show you a different way to approach this. But I know most people won't take it. I don't know why. I, I, I think about this every day. I don't know. It's just, I mean, I know, I get it, right? There's just, uh, to do anything outside of the ordinary takes extra effort and it's hard to do. Even just click a link, answer three or four questions so I can customize a session for you. And then that's it. You're, you're in it, you know? What about someone who's like 200 kilograms? Yeah, I work with obese people. Yeah, it works. Listen, it's harder for you. You're, you're in a tougher spot. When, when, you're, when you're very obese, <laughs> I don't want to say morbidly. I don't know what that situation is, but when you're when you're obese, then it's going to be extra challenge for you. There's no doubt about it. But you know, it's like I had someone on here yesterday. They go like, "Oh no, an obese person can't lose weight unless they're on medicine." Now it's like I know that's not true because I've worked with obese people that have, that are losing weight and have lost weight. So so I know that's not true. Um, what it comes down to is you got to change the way you're thinking about things. You know, I, I tell you, I I will I will admit. I, I, obese people is not my main clientele. I will be honest. My main clientele is women 40 to 65 that are on average 30 to 60 pounds ish overweight average. Okay. Up to about a hundred pounds. And so I do work with obese people, um, morbidly obese people. Um, but, but they get results too. It's a longer process because I believe my, my experience with, with, with morbidly obese people is there's more mindset work to, to be done, to be honest. You know, I usually find that there's, there's a more deeper trauma that's been internalized and has turned into unhealthy eating habits. You know, um, what's your success rate? Oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you that's a bunch of bullshit um, because I could sit here and give you a number. And what would that mean? I will tell you what's different about my program is it's not like a diet. So it's not like, oh, how much weight did you lose in eight weeks? Because what you're learning is a, a concept. It's a strategy to a... So, so in my program, there's, there's two real key parts of it. There's external parts that support you, hypnosis-wise. But there's two real key parts. One is the program yourself thin technique. This is a self-hypnosis technique you use at night. It takes about a minute, two minutes. And you use it to program your subconscious mind to make you thin. It's specifically two techniques to... Um, to redo, it's a redo technique and a rehearsal technique. The redo technique is to fix and learn from any mistakes that you made eating-wise during the day. The rehearsal technique is to really program yourself to act like the person you want to be tomorrow. So that's a core piece of it. The other piece is the weight mastery blueprints. There's a mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. This is a 60-page fill-in-the-blank workbook that I take you through. I have trainings to take you through every single question and the whole thing. But this is you creating your blueprints that work for you. And it takes trial and error. So there is no, I mean, yeah. Oh, people lose 50 pounds, 60 pounds in eight weeks. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like people, that, that's a little extra. That, that person I'm thinking of just um, wrote to me. That's there on like four months. Um, but I think they lost like 30 pounds in the program. But, but so what? I don't want to tell you about 30 pounds in eight weeks. I want to talk about if you internalize this program and follow it, you're going to absolutely succeed. There is no question about it. So success rates when it comes to weight loss, don't fall for that because it always depends on whether you're going to do it or not. 
And you're not going to do most diets because they're too extreme and they don't teach you the things you really need to learn. And when you finally learn the real system to manage your motivation, your mindset, your lifestyle, your eating, if you continue to follow it, you will 100% get results. I feel like losing weight isn't necessarily the hard part is keeping it off. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's Keb, Seb. I like that video that says, imagine what it'd feel like. Yeah, of course, right? Um, yeah, you're absolutely right, though. That's why I say, don't focus on losing weight. Focus on getting to your goal weight and living there for the rest of your life on near autopilot, okay? That's the big difference. And if you focus on that from the beginning, program yourself, then we start with the maintenance plan right from day one because what we're focused on is living at this weight forever. So I will never... People say, well, what about water fasting? Well, that sounds like a horrible idea because water fasting is a temporary solution. It's not a long-term one. So I never commit any energy to a strategy that I can't live with long-term. That's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And now I sit in front of you with a mindset plan, lifestyle plan, eating plan that I love. I can imagine myself following this for the next 100 years. I love living it because it's custom made for me. Again, even the eating plan, we follow a 5-2 model. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. That's the process. So I know I'm eating clean right now, but I'm looking forward to the weekend when I can eat what I want to eat. That feels good. Again, that's based on long-term success. And very few people think that way. So you're right, you're right, Keb, Seb. Um, that's the challenging part, and that's the part that no one ever teaches you. And uh, program yourself then, I think, is unique in that way, you know, for sure. Um, how can I enjoy working out? Uh, Michelle, that's a great question. If I figure that out, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, I don't like working out very much. Um, I knew that 30 years ago. So I made a decision that I know I'm lazy. I know I don't like working out. So how am I going to master my weight? I'm going to focus all my energy on how I eat, mastering my eating. That's a decision I made based on who I am, knowing who I am. And I'm very happy I did that because now I master my weight in a way that really resonates with me. Now, if you like working out, you can build that into your main structure. But for me, I've got, I've mastered my weight 30 years at the same weight at one little blip 12 years ago. Um, not, I have no diets, no working out, no working out. I do yoga, which is the gentlest yoga on the planet, which helps in a unique way, but there's been no consistent working out, you know, hard workouts, exercising, any of that. So yeah, how do you, um, enjoy working out? Yeah, joyful movement's a good one. I do focus, I prefer, I'm very active. You know, I love being active and doing things that have a purpose to them, but sitting and lifting weights or, or doing cardio has never been that appealing to me. I will say the resistance stuff starting to become more interesting to me because I'm getting a little older and it's becoming more important for um, flexibility, strength, balance, things like that as I get older. So it's taking on different motivation there for that. But in terms of working out, you don't need to work out to lose weight, okay? You can do it just through uh, changing your eating. Working out needs to be an exercise you enjoy the same as going to a job you can enjoy every day. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. So yeah, that, that's probably, I will say this working out wise, start slow. You know what I mean? Transform yourself a little bit at a time into a person who works out. And um, that's probably the way to enjoy it is to start slow where it's not overwhelming. I'm working on that right now. Um, and so I'm pretty happy with my results. Uh, but it, it's, a, it's a simple workout right now, but it's, it's slowly building up and I'm pretty happy with it. So Anyways, I got here, everyone. Um, listen, one other thing I give you in my program is you get to work one-on-one -on -one with me. We do live calls every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. Um, on Zoom, and you get to work directly with me. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, I got to get out of here, but go uh, check out. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Nicole says that. Yep, you're right. I dropped 50 pounds just by changing my diet and exercise. Yeah, 
that's that's the way I want to do it, <laughs> you know, because I'm lazy. Um, and I want to set myself, I don't want to have to like depend on working out really hard when I'm 150. You know what I mean? I want to be able to base it around eating and controlling my eating. And I'm really glad I did. So uh, yeah, if you're not in my world, go get on that. Go to my bio, click that link, get the hypnosis session, get the training, get on my email list. I got some cool stuff coming out. And um, the live calls are group or one-on-one. They're groups, um, but I work with you one-on-one and I keep the group small so that I can spend a lot of time with you. Um, but no, my, my one-on-one coaching is, is 25 grand. It's, it's, I, I hardly even do it. I, I have three private clients I work with right now. Um, so the group calls are a huge deal, an opportunity to work with me one-on-one for the next eight weeks, twice a week. Um, one of the best ways to really make dramatic Im- impacts through your um, in your weight and everything else. Exercise is important, though. Yeah, exercise is great, but you don't need it. You don't need it to lose weight. All right, everyone, have a great day. We'll talk soon, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye.